This is Chris from Houston, and you're listening to Drunkers United. Come on, you are. And as always, Mr. Graham is nose deep in his phone to start the show. I am getting my segment ready for later in the episode. For later in the episode. You're like, you didn't have all day to write notes or do anything. I like to be prepared. Oh, you're so fucking prepared. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. You guys got it on that side of the table. I don't need to worry about it at all. Okay, Okay, that's good. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right day, yay, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the collected, prepared, altogether, Samuel Graham. What How you doing, a Sammy? goal for Manuel Lazzini. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the rest of the shit. I gotta get it out off my chest. I woke up. Uh, pissed off about three parents in the neighborhood, woke up to my neighbors on Sunday, screaming from my garage about that goal. About that goal. Yeah. Oh, that man. Goal. I'm still buzzing off of it. <laughs> uh, that goal gave me the electric feel. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's funny. Um, you know, a lot of action this weekend, a lot of great games. Most of them draws, you know? Kinda, yeah, right. Kind of fucking crazy, isn't Wild. it? We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sam, why don't you tell the good people how they can get in touch? Absolutely. Tweet all your clips of Manuel Lazzini's goal to at DU Football Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and then to get in touch via email, send it the old-fashioned way. It's DUFootballShow at gmail.com. We'll also take your gripes, your bullshit, your banter, and all the fun, uh, especially if we're mispronouncing Belgian names. I'd like that lady to get back in touch with us. Heard. And also uh, missing apparently whole parts of the uh, transfer market was brought up to me by uh, a few of the West Brom people on Twitter that by the end you were just missing shit. What do you mean? Uh, you missed uh, one of the players, a complete, like the the one uh, Robinson, I want to say it was, that got swapped over to uh, Sheffield. Like you didn't even bring it up. Callum Robinson, the one with his eyes too close together? Yeah. It's not important. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. <laughs> boing, boing. You all heard it, boy. You all heard it. Sam apparently doesn't I'm think it's joking. important. I apologize. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we bow to have a drink in our hands throughout this show and every single show. And Sam, as we'll get to a little bit later... This is going to be your last show with us for a little bit. Yes. And uh, we thought we would do something really, really fucking special. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you all in closing uh, why I won't be here for about a month. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but tonight we have Whistlepig Boss Hog number seven, Magellan's Atlantic. Uh, you all will remember number five, four, Black Prince. One. Uh, one Whiskey of the Year um, mm-hmm. at the San Francisco Spirits Competition. This is their seventh iteration. Uh, we are back in for an age statement. Mm-hmm. So American Oak for 17 years. Uh, and then it is finished. 
excuse me, in barrels from Yeta, Spain, uh, which is a town in the north of Spain, uh, and then finished for a few days in a very aromatic teak wood from South America, something you don't typically age spirits in. Uh, it hasn't been done. Right. Uh, Mr. Pete, who is the master blender, uh, I've been told was checking this whiskey hourly while it was in the teak wood barrels to make sure it didn't fuck it up. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so, you got you got to remember you're you're doing kind of a blind experiment with this thing, and you're doing great. You're doing something groundbreaking, but that also happens to be seventeen year old rye. And if you fuck it up, you just wasted seventeen fucking years. Yeah. Um. So depending where you are in the U.S., because different markets are getting different proofs, mm-hmm. they will be between one hundred five to one hundred seven, uh, one hundred five point one. I'm sorry, to one hundred seven point eight proof. Mm-hmm. Ours that we're getting in Maryland is 106.7 proof. A little okay. lower than normal. Normally, some yes. of theirs are uh, a little higher. Right. So uh, 58.35% uh, by volume uh, for those that aren't equipped to handle the numbers. Yeah, when we did this the scientist, you. the scientist last year was like a buck twenty-one, I think. Yeah, big time. Yeah, uh, this one will run you between four hundred ninety-nine ninety-nine and five hundred ninety-nine ninety-nine uh, mm-hmm. on the shelf. Um, you were lucky enough to procure a, a small touch of a sample mm-hmm. uh, from an industry uh, colleague of ours. Yeah. We are going to taste it live for the first time. Yeah, I've never. Do this. Neither yeah. one of us have ever had this whiskey, so. Uh, let uh, Sam smell and go ahead and get a sip in there first, and I'll go ahead and vamp so one of us is at least talking at all times. And then Graham will give his impressions as I give a uh, smell and a sip myself. I'm very excited to try this one. I've normally been privy to it a little bit sooner than this, but obviously I'm not with Whistle Pig anymore. Wow. So go ahead, Sammy. Talk. Big, big rye spice right up front. Hit you big time. Get a very little bit of vanilla. And then it makes way for me to dark fruits and like potpourri. Finishes long. Lovely. A lot of cinnamon spice in there too. Big cinnamon spice, nutmeg. What are you thinking about nutmeg? <laughs> um, clove. A lot of Christmas spices in there for me as well. But not as uh, not as baking spice as uh, the mauve was, which was edition uh, five. Five, was right? Really baking spice. Is quality? Yeah, is absolute quality. I think samurai is still my favorite. You like samurai the best? Yeah, this is excellent. Black Prince it's is good. my personal like, favorite. I, I, all of them are beyond exceptional, but the plum notes in the samurai is more hit to my palate. And it it's drinks hip to my palate. Drinks lovely as far as the um, as far as the proof goes. Um, I mean, you're talking I think, expensive whiskey. I'll get just as douchey. I think it drinks um, just as big as, you know, their ones that are in the buck teens, buck twenties as well. Yeah. It, it has, it has a lot of richness and fullness to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with this whiskey. Sold a fair few cases today, actually. Oh, is it finally in the building? It is in the building and I sent out a lot of three packs today. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. Everybody wants it. It's yep. it's one of those, I mean, it's one best whiskey in the world. It typically sells out every year. Normally when the new one comes out, the old one had maybe there's a little bit left, but it pretty much sells out right after that. And when it's gone, it's gone. Doesn't yep. exist anymore. It is for those collectors. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So save up the coin, find yourself a bottle. It is excellent. Uh another thing always worth mentioning. And is- don't ask us for any. The sample's gone. We only had enough for two glasses. Yeah, yeah, Mel's so. even sharing mine. So yeah. the other the other big thing too I always recommend is as 
world comes back to normal and there's the opportunity to go to restaurants, sometimes I think it's worth it to go ahead and spend the 50 or 75 bucks it's going to cost for an ounce and try it at a restaurant. So then that way don't necessarily have to drop the 500 bucks, you know? Right. Especially like, let's say you've gone, you, most high end restaurants are going to carry it. So you just had like a really kick ass meal. Why not finish it with, you know, one of the best fucking whiskeys in the world. It's kind of fun. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree with that. Uh, so, guys, remember to drink responsibly, especially when you've got high-proof booze like this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you have to cheers him is the why, reason why I handed you the glass there, darling, because there's only two this time. Good show, guys. Good show. All right, let's get to the notes here. Did you see how delicately stuff? I came in with that? No, I was like, the, I don't want to spill, They're the break. fancy glasses. I was so careful. <laughs> All right, Sammy, we got to open with the Darby. Of the English Premier League. That's right. The El Gatwico, baby. Uh, no, who am I kidding? It's the Merseyside. The Merseyside fucking lived up to its fucking billing. That is for damn sure. And unfortunately, a great game that we're not going to really be able to talk about at all because a lot of other bullshit happened. Everton 2, Liverpool 2. Really, really fantastic game. All four goals were fabulous. Everton comes back twice. And none of that means fuck all. Yep. First things first, I have to get it off my chest. Jordan Pickford tackles like Marco Alonso drives a car. <laughs> uh, ale- allegedly. Allegedly. Um, uh, honestly, he should have been arrested. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Probably could have broke his leg instead of just his knee ligaments. Yes. Secondly, I hate the double-sided collar of the Liverpool shirts. Oh, yeah. Where On the, the back? Fr- the front V's in. Yeah. And, and then the back also V's in. Yeah. Uh, a few a few uh, clubs have that this year. Throws me off. Yeah, a few I clubs have that shit. It's pretty awful. Absolutely hate it. And why the fuck is there green in their c- collar? Because uh, like, of the the just stuff of the, on the look, side of the badge. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, that's why every third kit we have is blue. Yeah, uh-huh. it's just because of the stu- two little stripes on the side of our badge. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, tell me about it. Mane, great goal, third minute. Uh, a fantastic cross from Andy Robertson. A wonderful header from Michael Keane. Uh, even, even, even better ball in from oh, yeah. Thomas on the corner Big kick. Big time. Laugh my ass off at Adrian, though. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> yeah. Lol. Uh, Look like hate, a schoolboy on that one. Gotta hate when that ball gets <laughs> you know gets hit right towards your hands and you just kind of wave well, he, at he it. He touched it. Yeah. Still couldn't do it. <laughs> nope. Uh, and it was, it was a bullet header, to be fair, but yeah. it hit him in his full palm. You gotta think. Yeah. You got to push that over the bar, mate. What are you doing? Or at least it gets knocked down in front of you. Like, you should at least stop it. Correct. Lost Uh, your place? Oh, Salah. Yeah, there we go. Salah with a fantastic goal, obviously, to retake the lead. Snap finish, completely instinctual. Um, That was pretty fantastic. Sloppy sloppy clearance from uh, Mina on that one, the kind of turning away and kind of backheeling it. You've got to be smarter. 100%. But the the way in which he just reacted to it and to get that sweet of a strike on it in that short amount of time. The hit was gorgeous. Was fantastic. It was, you you can't deny, it was a fantastic hit. Obviously, Virgil van Dyke, before all of this, uh, went down with his ACL injury due to Jordan Pickford's negligence. Uh, (laughs) uh, And had later in the game, um, which I'll talk about in a second, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, DCL made it for his 50th minute uh, 50th minute whiff, which is a hard sentence to say, by scoring a great equalizer, a wonderful header. First time, fun fact, an Everton player has scored in each of the opening five games since 1938. Very cool. Uh, and then VAR happened again, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about uh, shortly. Oh, yeah. For me, it's not in the spirit of the game. 
to debate these millimeters. Is it the right call? Yes. By the letter of the law, it's the right call. But it's annoying as fuck. Yeah. And I can say that not giving a shit about either of your teams. Right. Of course. Obviously, I don't want to see Liverpool win things because we should be challenging them for things. Mm -hmm. But it's bullshit. You know, it's like Steve Bruce said a few weeks ago with the handball at Tottenham. It's like, it's not, it's just not in the spirit of the game. Obviously, today it worked out for us. That's fantastic. But nobody wants to see this. And I completely agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, with that sentiment. It, it, it's, um, you know, let's you take a look at a few things. Uh, VAR got a lot wrong. Um, now, technically, that offsides call was offsides. That's what, it, it's, it's the right call. Yeah. It's um, just... It sucks. A, a little bit with the uh, camera angle that was shown on TV versus the camera angle of what VAR has. Um, Mane appears to be more off when you look at the VAR one and not what the TV puts up. Apparently, there was something with when the ball was hit, but it doesn't matter. When you're getting to millimeters like that, are you really doing the game any favors? Are and, you gaining any sort of competitive advantage <laughs> for real? By that happening. And I would be a hypocrite if I was to sit here and go, ha ha, yeah, 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 worked for us. You worked for us. Uh, fuck off. That's the rules, the rule. Because I myself last season would constantly say to you, we need to look at the offsides rule. If that's the case, if that's how we are going to judge offsides now, we need to, you know, it's a foot needs to be clearly in an offside position, you know, like, or, or the body needs to be leaned into an offside position or we, the rule itself needs to be looked at because what VAR is doing in that circumstance is taking the law and putting it up there and going, this is the law. So this is what you, it, it's just like the handball rule. Handball rule is written shittily. VAR is simply showing you the ball hit the hand. I wish we could call the show written shittily. Yeah. But written shittily. iTunes won't have that. No, no, iTunes wouldn't have um, that at all. And then finally, in the last uh one of the last actions of the game, uh Richarlison with dare I say, a page out of Jordan Pickford's book. <laughs> uh a page out of Danny Rose's book, a page out of Lucas Torreira's book, mm -hmm. a page out of Eric Cantonal's book almost. Yeah. Oh, spikes uh, spikes were up. Spikes up right in the knee. Yeah. And uh, and that was that. Uh, he he slid in. And he pulled the spikes up right at the end, yeah. and and uh, has already come out and apologized for it and said it was completely out of hand it and was it bad. was uncalled for. Good. Oh, it was because it was I, bad. Oh yeah, it was. There's Had there's. His, I, uh, watching the highlights, the announcers. Uh, I, I watched it back three or four times, and I finally caught what the announcer said. And he said, "Had his body weight been on that foot that Richie hit, it'd have broke his leg. Yeah, it'd yeah. have snapped his leg clean in half." Yep. And uh, thank goodness it wasn't, obviously, but hit him just below the knee, right on the top of the shin kind of area above his shin guard as a horrible tackle. And then pulls a Suarez, tries to act hurt. Yeah. As you uh, uh, brought that memory it, up over the weekend. It, it, except is, for, for Suarez, he was not the recipient of a red card. The guy he slid into, Jack Rodwell, got the red card. Yeah, right. So, so it worked for Suarez. It worked for the teething racist. It did not work. For good old Richarlison. Yeah. Um, but you brought that memory up, which was fun to, to relive over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is my uh, full analysis, and I'm sure, my friend, that you need to get some shit off your chest. So. I, I, well, no. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Pickford challenge was absolutely deserving of a red card. It did not get looked at. Um, I think it's shameful that 
the ref is blaming it on VAR and the VAR is blaming it on the ref because the VAR is saying, well, we were looking at the offsides call. It, it was it was a bad by tackle. Re- by my recollection, red cards are supposed to be looked at by VAR too, according yeah. to their purview. But nobody and, wants uh, nobody wants to take responsibility, and and for that, Liverpool deserves an apology. They do. We got it wrong. There's nothing you can do to fix it. It's not like you can. Uh, the the FA's already come out. They are not giving Jordan Pickford any kind of a band. Ban, I'm sorry, not band. Ban for for the foul because, as they said, it should have been handled by the officials on the field and in VAR. So I have two tweets I'm not sure you're aware of. Sure, go ahead. Uh, they're both from Nando's. Okay. And uh, his, Jordan Pickford's black card's been revoked and given to Virgil van Dijk well, you <laughs> in know. separate tweets to make sure he has nutrition during his recovery. Well, he's, he's going to need he's gonna need some <laughs> cheeky Nando's. You know, the occasional cheeky Nando's meal would probably be good for him. And Richarlison's was definitely a red card. And like I said about the offsides, I think – that it was, uh, you know, a little, it, it was, it was unlucky. And uh, Liverpool was, was the better team that day. But Liverpool yet again, gave up two one goal leads, Sam. Again, their defense is giving away goals with Van Dyke on the field, without Van Dyke on the field. Their outside backs are being figured out and there is ways to beat them. The goal that, um, Calvert Lewandowski scored. Luca Digne walked by Trent Alexander Arnold mm-hmm. to create that cross. I just walked right by him. Yep. And TAA went, hey, 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 I'm too busy being the best back in England. Yeah. <laughs> As he went right by him. Um, and the, the bigger, the bigger thing here in all of this is, yeah, Liverpool was hard done. Get the fuck over it. Get the fuck over it, you daft twats. It happens to everyone. And in fact, it normally happens to everyone at the cause of you. You are normally the one who gets the lucky end of the stick. For 10 fucking years, you've been beating the shit out of us. We finally had one go our way, and we still didn't even fucking win. You guys are the ones that do dirty tackles as well. If we want to look at at tackles in the game, let's go ahead and look at tackles in the game. Like where Robertson, in the middle of open field as Allen was dribbling away with the ball, kicked him, spikes up in the back of his ankle. That didn't get looked at by VAR. Mane kicking um, the feet out of uh, Yuri Mina off the ball. That didn't get looked at by VAR. But, 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 but wait, but wait. Pickford's call didn't get looked at by VAR. VAR did us wrong. Then, and, and we need a national position to send him to jail because what he did was criminal. And we need to revamp VAR right fucking now. We need to do all these things. And, and uh, where is it? What's well, so bad for us? Fuck. Just fuck off. Seriously, fuck off. You all are the most hypocritical fans in the fucking world. And yes, y'all should have won that game. Guess what? You fucking didn't. Get the fuck over it. And as far as I know, when you sit here and, you know, talk about what we doing and how Pickford is criminal and trying to legitimately hurt a person. No, he isn't. He's getting wide. He's just trying to make a fucking save. Did he do it poorly? Fuck. Yes, he did. <laughs> I was just is trying it, to be a dick. Is it a shame? Is it a shame? What happened to, to Virgil? Absolutely. Positively. He's one of the best defenders in the world and the league is going to be lacking without him on the, on the field. It's, it is, it is bad. And I hope for him to have a speedy recovery because I'd much rather beat him with him on the pitch. But I'd like to remind you guys of the stupid little shit you all like to do. 
So for those who don't know that, it is right after Seamus Coleman had broken his leg in two spots, uh, gleefully singing, how's your leg, how's your leg, Seamus Coleman, how's your leg, how's your leg, I say, how's your leg, Seamus Coleman, I hope you never play again. That is exactly what you all are fucking about. And, um, you know, y'all can fuck right off. Can't even enjoy a fucking Merseyside Derby. Fuck you, goddamn Reds. Uh, two clubs fighting for the top of both. Uh, two clubs fighting for the top both dropped points, and two other clubs optimistically found a way to come back and get draws. Chelsea three, Southampton three, Tottenham three, West Ham three. Chelsea offense one step forward, defense two steps back. Well, here's the problem, and I was going to say this about about Liverpool when you were talking about their defense is that man in the between the sticks makes a huge difference to the confidence of the team. Oh, absolutely. Right? And Adrian, who now we have seen, now granted, again, Michael Keane's header was a bullet. I think you'd have to look at it and say, Adrian could have done a little better, right? You come to this situation, Keppa, especially on that second one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are direct mistakes from the goalkeeper yeah. that lead the defense to lose confidence and overplay what they're trying to do. Right? I'm amazed he was on the pitch. I would have thought they would have gone with Caballero with Mendy Hurt. Right, with Mendy Hurt. So, but there therein lies the issue. You you see the <laughs> when when Mendy was there, the one game that he was in the Premier League, Chelsea looked good. They looked or, confident. They looked comfortable. Shut out. Right. They looked comfortable. Keppa comes back in and it's West Brom all over again. Mm-hmm. Not as spectacularly, but it's West Brom all over again, essentially. A two a two nil lead. Good good goals from Timo Werner. Uh, finally uh, on the score sheet. Finally doing why they bought had right. the buyout clause of him. Why you brought him in for the money you bring him in for. That's that's what you're paying for. That's the guy. Absolutely. Uh, also, great goal from Kai Havertz. Uh, great move. Um, Timo Werner is going to get the assist for that. But that entire goal was made from the the pass from uh, Christian Pulisic. Fantastic oh. little ball. Uh, to play Timo Werner through and get him behind the defense. Kai Havertz just peeled off his defender. Ball was played into the middle. Excuse me. And they, uh, they went, what was it, 3-1 up at that time. How good? No, they, I'm sorry. It went up 3-2 because uh, uh, Jay Adams had equalized. How good did they look with Pulisic back in the lineup? Oh, fantastic. And and also Mason Mount. Um, Is it me or does Havertz just seem to be out of place in that team? A little bit. I think he's still tr- trying to figure out where he's supposed to play. Yeah. I feel like him, Mason Mount, they have a lot of players that play similarly. Yeah. Zayak came in and gave immediate impact. His, yeah. his distribution was incredible. Definitely. Just, I, he, Frank's got great pieces, and it looks like those pieces are starting to gel, except for on the other side of the pitch where it's all gone to shit. Correct. Yeah, it, it's because the, the defense the, fucked off too. It was you can't. I mean, right. sure, the second goal you put on, uh, you put on. Um, oh my Kepa, goodness, that but, was a. But the other, well, you put on Zuma yeah. for the shite back pass. Yeah, and wasn't even being pressured that intensely, yeah. to be honest. But that was a, a so very comical shit. Uh, both Zuma and Keppa, and basically the rest of the Chelsea defense. And Danny Ings made a cameo in that comedy sketch, uh, by the way, which I hear is up for two Golden Globes. <laughs> Fucking fantastic stuff. <laughs> Hit the Keppa slides back in, saves it. 
after it hit the post. Yeah. Danny Ings swung, missed. Che Adams gathered his feet, <laughs> regathered the ball, and Danny Ings was almost in his way, took one touch out from under his feet, and just rifled it into the roof of the net. Yep. It was like, fuck you, I'm scoring. Yep. Ings's first Absolutely. goal was Absolutely. Ings' first goal was pretty great, too. Hysterical. Um, yes, especially because he did that little touch good. around Keppa yeah. as well, made Keppa commit and just yep. did a little touch around him. At Timo Werner's second. The mm-hmm. nasty little touch over top of uh with the head in. Yeah. yeah. What's her is it McCarthy? Yeah, McCarthy's their keeper. Yeah. Um, dirty little touch, just gave himself a little tap in <laughs> header uh inside the six. It was brilliant. Um and then they they'd never stop. Vestigard with a, a, a daft little flick uh, would, from a scuffed Theo Walcott shot. I would uh, to tie it up in uh in stoppage time. It was it was a brilliant game. And by the based on the stats, honestly, it was fairly even. And the scoreline actually justifies the, uh, the statistics. First half all Chelsea, second half all Southampton is really what it came down to. And that's, again, we, we talked about this before. That's the, the telltale sign of a young team. Can't not put know, together a complete game. Not knowing how to hold on to their lead or shipping shit early, right? Not visualizing before the game and coming out with a chip on their shoulder, going down and then fighting their way back. Those two things are very... Um, poignant uh, points that are about young teams. You, you know it's what else? Very is, weird way to say that sentence. <laughs> you know what else is really poignant? What's really, really poignant? What's that? Picking up uh Vestergaard off the waiver wire and putting him into your starting lineup and getting that goal. You know, we'll, and we'll get to how I did this week. I'm just telling you I valuable think, fantasy waiver points from the genius. I think we'll need either the referees from Evartan or uh, the referees from Liverpool mm-hmm. to look at our fantasy uh, after mm-hmm. it's over and see what's happening here. Cause I, I mean, that is a fucking travesty and insider trading. And I don't like any of it. I made two waiver moves and one of them was him. And the other one was Ross Barkley. He scored me 11 points and, I'm a genius and I know what I'm doing and, and everybody should just bow down and worship me. I had Barkley on my waiver wire. You were just first in line. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have beat me last week and you would have got him. <laughs> oh, I love it. Mm. All, right, all right. Spurs appear to be the greatest club in the entire world. They're on fire. Everything is going great. They sub and bail and it all went to shit. Well, it's really when Ndombele got subbed off. Was, oh, yeah. Was the issue. Which um, is funny because, you know, Jose really wanted to blame the whole game on Ndombele because that's I, what he likes to do. Right. <laughs> well, the, obviously, Tottenham run, ran absolutely rampant in the first half. Son scoring after just 45 seconds. And the just the unbridled joy on his face warmed his soul, doesn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then, nicest guy in all the football. <laughs> and then within eight minutes, they were 2-0 up. Uh, Declan Rice, pick up your nuts. <laughs> Harry Kane, little, uh, little nutmeg. And then rifled with his next touch was uh, fantastic, to say the least. Uh, just couldn't have been performed by a worse person. Um, and then just seven minutes later, uh, Kane scored his third, obviously. Uh, later in the match, had the chance at a perfect hat trick uh, and just guided a shot off the far post, uh, which uh, went out for a goal kick, unfortunately. Um, Spurs were in cruise control, no problems, no issues. And Dombele got subbed off. And then it just got dirty. Spurs got so, all Spursy. Real, real quick, let me uh, tell you a little behind the curtain. So I'm watching the game at the house, and and um, you know she's asking me how is it going, and I'm like, 
And it's a pretty uneventful second half. There's really there's kind of nothing, <laughs> yeah. right? And oh then, my gosh! And then she's so she's like, well, then you know we're getting ready to have family over for dinner and cook it. She's like, hey, well, why don't you just come help me do a few things out here real quick? You're like, like you said, nothing's really happening. That was at the 78th minute. <sighs> so I went back and rewound and watched everything, but I missed all of it live because it was just an uneventful game at that point. <laughs> I, th- I said, Houston, you got to come see this. I'm pretty sure there's an own goal. Yeah, and that was when it was three. I That made it 3-2, and I rewound and watched goal number one and goal number two. And then I caught it back up to live TV, and I'm just sitting there kind of letting it play. And then from the kitchen, I go, holy shit, the game's over, and it's 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> I had to go out and rewind to watch it. Yeah, so... Bale had a chance to seal it at three two, mm-hmm. or at, at, at yeah, no, it was a three two, and he pulled a shot wide, very satisfyingly, by the way. <laughs> um, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, but three goals, you're right, from uh, from West Ham from the 82nd minute on. Um, Lanzini. So uh, let's start. Balbuena scored. Davison Sanchez put it into his own net, and then Manuel Lanzini with a special special strike from all of 25 to 28 yards uh, found the top right corner with virtually the last kick of the game. And I celebrated it like it was an Arsenal player. Build him a statue outside the Emirates. <laughs> that was fucking fantastic. He smacked the absolute shit out of that ball. And Hugo Lloris, full stretch, got fingertips to it. Didn't fucking matter, mate. <laughs> you couldn't have held that ball in the corner any better. It was a worldie. It was a worldie. I, were you dancing in your garage like I was, uh, I had, like uh, yeah. David Moiseola was uh, <laughs> dancing on the sideline? Goddamn right. So I had the, the uh, garage door open. I was installing the car seats uh-huh. uh, for our upcoming arrival and putting all, I'd got the car clean. So I was putting all my shit back in the trunk right. and just had the game on in the garage uh, in the background. Heard the first goal go in, saw the replay, um, putting more shit in the garage. I heard the second goal go in. You're like, well, guess I, I got to like, sit down and pay I gotta attention sit down to this. And watch this. Yeah, it's going to be a grandstand finish, this one. And as soon as he poked that ball, I stood up out of my chair, and I was like, well, do it. Do it. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> he fucking what a hit what a hit i was going nuts and then a couple people walking by with their kids were like man the kids i was like i don't fucking care <laughs> what a goal that was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant. brilliant yeah didn't care one bit fantastic against all odds uh, for some reason west ham is still just finding fucking results sam it's weird man like, i don't like it i feel uncomfortable about it i mean in I, I, I mean, enjoy it while it lasts, Hammers. Like, you know, it's ho- hopefully the guys just keep fighting for for the badge and fighting for the fans because that's, I mean, that's the vibe I'm getting. And hopefully, you know, Moyes is able to, you know, continue to, you know, poke the right, check the right boxes and kind of keep it going. A, all signs say it shouldn't. All signs say it should be going to shit. And it's not. You're what is it, 10, 13 goals in the last three games? No, 10 goals, four, three, and three. 10 goals in the last three games and seven points to show for it. I yeah. mean, it's so ridiculous. It's it's strange from West Ham because they're they're oftentimes coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the, the Leicester result was a bit different than that. Right. But more than, more than often, uh, they, they're coming from behind to get these. At some point, that's going to dry up. Yeah, yeah, you would yeah. assume, and they would lose a ton of games in a row if that were to happen. Mm-hmm. They need to sort that defense out. They need to figure out what they're going to do, especially in the middle. 
And Fabianski looks a shadow of himself from last season. There was a couple of go, uh, a couple of goals he didn't even dive for, didn't even um, wave at. Yeah, just completely tree trunk rooted to the spot. So we'll we'll see how how this continues to go. But um, West Ham need to be very careful at the back, or, or some of the if those goals dry up, man, they're they're done for. Yeah, yeah, agree. It's trouble. They're they're walking a real, real thin tightrope. Spurs. Chelsea, both of these clubs, you're vying for wanting to be top four. Hell, you're even vying for because Liverpool hasn't come out of the gate swinging and because City hasn't come out of the gate swinging. You're vying for trying to win a title and you just drop stupid points. Like, you know, anybody can say that. Burnley's vying to win a title. Fuck off. They have no realistic chance of winning a title, and you know it. I know it. It's plain to see. Spurs is all Spursy. I've said too much about them. Praise two of their players. I need a fucking shower. I, I was just going to say, though, that I've noticed in the first two segments, you've talked a shit ton about Arsenal, because when we get to it, you're going to really have fuck all I have the nothing to say about I have nothing game. to talk about whatsoever. <laughs> That was pretty clever there, Houston. Yeah, you're quite that welcome. That wasn't bad. <laughs> Rounding out the rest of the league and, oh, so draws. I mean, that happened. <laughs> um, the first one's not a draw, though. Manchester United 4, Newcastle 1. Should have been a draw. Palace 1, <laughs> Brighton 1. West Brom 0, Burnley 0. Fulham 1, Sheffield 1. Wolverhampton 1, Leeds 0. Villa 1, Leicester 0. Man City 1, Arsenal 0. Should anybody be sold on that game from Manchester United at all? No. That was three goals in the last, what, five minutes? Yes. Uh, two of them were made by uh, Marcus Rashford. One of them, both of them actually, were long balls mm-hmm. and just trusted his pace. Bruno Fernandes caught up to the play, obviously. Uh, great little reverse ball to him. Wonderful finish. Again, just kind of dinked it over the goalkeeper and found that upper 90, mm-hmm. uh, much like Manuel Lazzini. Uh, but less spectacularly, in my opinion. Then you had uh, Marcus Rashford, again, on a long ball, just outrun the defense and tidily slotted home. Mm-hmm. And you would expect him to do that nine times out of ten. Uh, no if, big deal. Uh, Darlow saves Made a penalty. saves. M- saves a penalty from Bruno. The game's 1-1 at that point still. I, I, if If I'm Darlow, I walk into the locker room and you look at your defense and you go... Or you look at your whole team and be like, come on, guys. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck else do I have to do what, here? What the fuck? Yeah, he made 10 saves in that game and lost 4-1. to one. Right. And 4-1, to one, and Three it was all Three of those right goals were scored in the last six minutes or so, seven it minutes, just, whatever it was. Uh, it was stupid. It, it, absolutely stupid. Just lapses in concentration. Aaron Wan-Bissaka, uh, good for him. First senior goal in the Premier League yeah. in 94 appearances total. Yeah. 50th appearance that day. Way to mark a, mi- uh, a milestone for the club. 50th appearance for Manchester United with a laser beam from the edge of the six. That's not Darlow's fault. He caught it sweetly. It was on target. And from that distance, there's no way he can react in time. Right, of course. By the time he got his hands out and started diving, the ball was already in the back of the net. Yeah. It's a hard hard done for Darlow. Newcastle, you got to play the full 90. You got to play the full fucking match. 100%. And and just because you go down two to one does not then mean you give up. Goal differential fucking means something. Absolutely. And and that's one of those kind of losses where you can come out the next week and if you give up a goal early. Your heads drop. Your heads drop. Yep. And and then your goalie doesn't have faith in your in you as a defense, especially if God forbid it's a mistake. 
Like hundred percent. And I mean, just such a such a bad bad loss for Newcastle. Goal of the afternoon though has to go to Luke Shaw. Mm-hmm. Fantastic touch. Mm-hmm. Too bad it was into his own net. <laughs> was waiting for that one. Yep. You do love doing that. A hundred percent, I do. Um, Elcat Wico was fucking cheeky, man. It was. It was kind of turgid from a Crystal Palace point of view, though. They only had one shot on target and one shot off target, and that's all they offered. Their shot on target was a penalty. Matt Ryan had fuck all to do in this game. Had have it written right here. Is Palace sitting back too much? Big time. Yikes. 100%. They're being way too pragmatic. You have Ezzy, you have Zaha. Go express yourself. You have, you have Batuai out there finally getting a start. Go, go fucking express, go express yourself. yourself. Now, that being said, they did have a goal ruled out for offside, mm-hmm. but still only mustering one shot on target, which was a penalty, and one shot other than that is fucking ridiculous. And the week before, no fucking shots on target. Right. Like, you got you. It's like, what are you guys doing? Um, it conversely, it's not even just that. If it was an entirely turgid affair, fine. Brighton had 20 shots. Now, yeah. granted, they lacked quality. Only three of them were on target, but they took the initiative. They have over two-thirds possession in the game, and they tried to play. They tried to do things, and Crystal Palace just didn't. And we talked about— And the, the penalty was a dive, by the way. Yeah. We talked about Brighton's— um, ability to be caught on the counter, right? We talked about how Manchester United did it to him. We talked about how Everton did it to him. Roy, you got to take the fucking, you got to take the brakes off, man. You got, you got to let your boys run. Like if they're pushing, 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 that means there's going to be opportunities to get in behind them. And you just seem to be okay with withstanding the pressure. And at some point, if you try to withstand that much pressure, ball's going in the fucking net. Yeah, it's absolutely. Gonna end up, and that's what happened. The ball eventually went in the net. It was what? What do you fucking expect to have happen and, if that's the game you're gonna? If that's the game plan you're gonna play? Fun fact. Yeah. The kid that scored for Brighton, Alexis Mac Callister. Mm-hmm. Two words, by the way. Mac Callister. Yeah. Uh, had his nation listed as Argentinian. Huh? Strange. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> Don't know what's going on there. Uh, reminds me of that Russell Peters joke where people around the world mixing that you wouldn't normally mix. Mm-hmm. Like an Icelandic person and a right. Cuban, get an Argentinian, ice, get and a ice Scotsman. Cubes. Yeah, seems very Smacks odd. Smacks of that. Yeah, yeah 100%. I, would, I would agree with that one. That's a great bit, by the way. What a stupid red card from Dunk. I was just about to say, Jordan Pickford's <sighs> uncle, Lewis Dunk, uh, went in with a similar sort of tackle. <laughs> okay, so Luckily, at least Gary Cahill isn't as fragile as Virgil Van Dyke. I mean, at least <laughs> Jordan's is excuses. He's a goalie, and he was getting wide. Dunk's excuse was, "I'm a." Fucking kill him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and it, very stra- The other thing I found funny in this game, besides that, which is very funny, the uh, just before that, he had a little scuffle, and I actually will give Neil Makeless his uh, uh, his dues here. Dunk was on the ground trying to save a ball uh, following a corner um, from going out of bounds, and got in a little bit of a. Oh no, he did save the ball. Uh, it was spilled by the goalkeeper. He touched it kind of back into play as he was falling mm-hmm. and then had a swipe at it before Guaita truly had possession of it. Right. Um, Kuyate, who was standing kind of over top of Dunk at the time who was marking him, had took exception to it, took kind of a swipe at him and, you know, shoved him while he was on the ground. Uh, and two other Palace players besides that were around Lewis Dunk. Neil mm-hmm. Mope got in there, Neil make less, and pushed people out of the way and just started like, doing this weird motion where he was kind of swaying back and forth, <laughs> moving 
Palace players out from around his captain. <laughs> All right. Well done. Protecting him while he was on the on the ground, which which credit where credit's due. Um, I didn't realize how small uh, Lamptey was. Oh, he's tiny. <laughs> Did you see Cahill and Dunk come over with, um, uh, da -da 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 -da, what's his name? Uh, Tyreek Mitchell, um, who got into it with Lamptey. Mm-hmm. On that tackle on the right-hand side before all of that happened. Yes. And uh, they came over to talk to the ref, and all three players stood a solid minimum four inches above uh, uh, above Lamptey. Yeah. Absolutely hysterical. And he's slight, <laughs> too. I mean, yeah. he's, he, <laughs> I, he's a hell of a player. I mean, he's like, he mate, moves like the wind, but I, yeah. Like, I, again, woo, he t tiny lad, aren't you? I got credit to him. He shoved uh, Mitchell in, in the chest uh, <laughs> after Mitchell put his chin on top of Lamptey's head. You stop that. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, credit to him, but at the same time, if I was Lewis Dunk, I'd be like, lad, you can't, you can't be getting yourself in this, these kinds of situations. Um, uh, so in the match that I had to watch, because somebody had to watch it, Burnley actually Burnleyed. They, they played stout, resolute defense and had a few couple of counterattacks. Um, West Brom's keeper was, was up to the task and made decent saves. But they in West Brom looks improved. Okay, great. Everybody gets a point. Nobody in the league is at zero anymore. But there's still nothing to be very terribly excited about. No, there was a, another uh, goal ruled out for uh, mm -hmm. VAR offsides. Offsides. The uh, uh, the new game. kid, the new Grant. kid from um, from Huddersfield Town. Grant. Yep. He actually looked pretty comfortable in pretty the role good, right yeah. off the jump. Um, but in, in this game, it was a fairly entertaining game, had 10 shots on target, uh, evenly distributed uh, with fairly even possession. But as we've come to expect, affairs involving Burnley always have a drab undertone. <laughs> and this one was no exception. Yeah, I, West Brom was the more livelier team. West Brom went at them a little bit more. They got the um, the Croatian, uh, um, I'm forgetting the name, starts with a K. Uh, that I was they, too drunk to remember. Yeah, the, who they just got back. skipped it. They got back from loan. He was on loan with them last season, and his presence in the middle of the of the park it leaps and bounds. You know, one of the things I've been talking about is kind of like the the toothlessness, maybe that West Brom hasn't really seemed to like want to control the middle of the field. There was definite. They were in control of the pitch. They were running. You know, yeah. Pereira and uh, Diangana were able to just kind of run on the sidelines. Uh, Diangana, his back of his jersey, this is great, doesn't say Diangana. It's like, dang! <laughs> so the rest of the game, every time I saw him, I'm like, dang! The whole time. So it was pretty fabulous. But um, for, for West Brom, encouraging for West Brom, also frustrating because you feel like that's a game you should have gotten three points in. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And for Burnley, at least you got something. And Wood and Barnes are healthy. And Woods and Barnes both had good opportunities on net that the keeper stood up and made big yeah, saves. Yeah, with, with a little bit of match fitness, I think those turn into goals potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just like Burnley has for the last, what, five, six years now they've been in the Premier League, they've established their defense again. And this is a platform to build from. Yeah. And I think you're going to see Burnley pick up some points over the next few weeks uh, where where it kind of looked hopeless uh, after last week, to be honest. Oh, yeah. After last week, I was kind of, I'm like, they're in real, real trouble. I like thought this. Sean Dice might have lost his job. Yeah, it was to be not honest. If it didn't go well today, I'll, or yesterday, I mean. Well, unfortunately for Burnley, it's about to get real tough. Oh, is it again? Um, I, I haven't looked at the schedule. I, well, I know they have United... 
Chelsea, City, and Liverpool, and then they have Brighton in there. So, gotcha. like, their next their next five are real are tough, tough, real, yeah. real tough. Fulham seemed to get it together, but Mitro had himself a bad day. What? That's that's a tough old day at the office. That um, was real quick. Shout out to uh, the Fitz Fulham in the South. Uh, I got up early and jumped on the Zoom with uh, the Fitz again and hung out and chatted with everybody. Had a great, great, great time. A lot of fun watching the match with them. That's awesome. I'm sure, they were quite polite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, is there was one point um uh, someone said something along i I've, they put in y'all but they said something with like y'all and i was like that was the most southernest southern fulhamish thing i've ever heard in my life and all of them laughed they were yeah. like they're like yeah yeah it was <laughs> did you see uh somebody shared it in the dufc group did you see the uh spurs tv the two fans. Yes. Um, when the other show that we listened to uh, saw the same footage, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, and one of the hosts of that show um, made the remark that he thought he was watching Fulham TV at first <laughs> when he heard the audio. The the West Ham fan pulling off his shirt and running around was hysterical. <laughs> yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I the only question I really have about this game, it, Mitro was unlucky with the penalty. All that it was just you yeah. know. They swung their legs missed, at the same time. Just missed, missed a penalty, got called for a penalty, yeah. missed a pretty decent open Two header right at the end of the match. three headers that he could yeah. have possibly had. And I think he struck the post and missed a penalty <clears> in that game. Yeah, he it, just had himself a tough old day. Yeah. Um, the What I want to know about you, though, uh-huh. is how do you feel uh, about Adamola Lookman's brilliant solo effort? It was a great goal. It's great goal. Uh, and you miss that? Uh, no, not one bit, because <laughs> apparently um, he no fancy the practice too much. Hey, and, uh, doesn't need to, mate. Looks like Ronaldinho out there. Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. And and he did that once for us, too, against Manchester City, and then did fuck all. Yep, build him a statue. <laughs> yeah. Build him a statue. Build him a fucking statue. <laughs> right next to Lanzini. Yeah, um, that's got to be disappointing for Fulham, because that's really, that was, that was three points you should have won. That was two points lost, not one point yeah, gained. I think so as well. And when you're looking around, right, I mean, even though it's early in the year, we talk about it, the, the, how you start the season really means something. And when you look around you and you say, what three clubs are worse than us, right? And like, like the case of West Brom, I think they could go, well, I think, you know, I think that Fulham is worse than us. I think Sheffield is worse than us. And I think Burnley is worse than us. But Fulham can't look and find three teams that yeah. are worse than them right so now. With it's it's the old cliche, right? And I mean, I guess they're cliches for a reason. They're a lot of times ring true, mm-hmm. uh, if you will. With with it's so it's so hard to 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 kind of justify Fulham being a good team at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, I forgot the cliche. If you couldn't pieces, tell, pieces are there. The the <laughs> well, and I was gonna let you hang hang out and you know fuck it up. I gotta own it. Gotta yeah. own it, my friend. So, um, Fulham pieces are there. I, they need, under, I don't understand it. I think probably missing Harrison Reed, their other midfielder right now from injury, yeah, uh, is not helping um, them very much. Mm-hmm. But. Their their defense needs to figure it out quickly, you know, because it's a lot of new pieces. They do need to figure it out quickly. Um, Loftus Cheek and Lookman offer something that makes 
people makes defenses have to shift wide. Have to think about it. Which is going to give Mitro more opportunities. Now, what Mitro has to do is is he actually has to finish them where we can't keep just saying, oh, he looks like such a great goal scorer. And then he ends up becoming the cliche, amazing in the championship, can't do shit in the, in the Premier League. Is that the Huckabee zone? Right. And that's, that's not good for them. That's not good for them at all. Absolutely. Um, Did Wolves just give us the blueprint on how to beat Leeds today? Maybe Leeds had more possession. Leeds mm-hmm. had uh, more, no, less chances. I'm sorry. They, I think they were just wasteful. They had, uh, I think it was 13 shots, right? Uh, but only two of those on target. Uh, so I think they were a bit more wasteful. Um, but they controlled the game, in my opinion. Maybe that was the point. Maybe go ahead, let them control the game. Let them run all over the place. Let them make. Let, we'll, we'll find our opportunities. We'll go, go ahead, run around like a fucking lunatic or run around like a chicken with your head cut off. We'll wait for our chances and we'll find them yeah. and we'll get them. And, That's true. You know, um, it could be also, like you say, with, with that experience, and, and it seems like the new signings are finally betting in, right? Yeah, they are. Definitely. Uh, so you can sit back a little bit more because you trust people to do their jobs now um, and conserve a little bit of energy, you know, conserve, you know, a little bit of mental yeah. energy yeah. Uh, in, in doing that and then hit them on the break, which they did. As usual, and uh, it was a deflected shot actually that that took the ball past the uh, past Meslier. Right. right, that could have ended up nil nil. Absolutely, ended up I think the more important question uh, that needs to be begged about Wolves at the moment, and maybe Paul can clear this up, is the pre wrap that Raúl Jiménez wears on his wrist for absolutely no reason because it can't possibly provide any support to his wrist whatsoever. Is that the twenty 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 well eighteen since he started wearing it? Uh, through now version of Nelly's Band-Aid. Ah, very good. That's what I was just going to comment on. I thought what you were going to comment on is what I'm about to comment on. Lovely third Portugal kit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's funny as well. Dark green with the maroon. I was yeah. like, how very Portugal of them. <laughs> they don't want funny. the boys to feel homesick. They gave them Portuguese jerseys That's to wear it. on the pitch. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The green's similar to the Mexican green as well. Yep. <laughs> Villa find a way late, Sammy. Ross Barkley like crayon. Yum, yum. <laughs> yum, yum. Score, score goals. Time. Yeah, yum, <laughs> yeah. yum, score time. Uh, Leicester, despite having more chances in this game, I felt were second best. I think Villa looked more dangerous. I think Leicester, the chances they did get mm-hmm. were tame. Um, I think uh, Emmy Martinez had a bit of an easy go of it, to be fair. Eight. The defense was doing what it normally does, which is hoist balls up quickly to the top and expect Jamie Vardy to run onto him. Problem, Jamie Vardy didn't play. Right, Jamie Vardy, uh, without Jamie Vardy, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Leicester City without Jamie Vardy. Now, there we go, I've sorted all the words out. Uh, Leicester looked toothless. Yeah. Yeah, I was relieved when I saw him sitting at the stands at the beginning of the game. See, now you had the opposite feeling to me when I saw Aguero was past fit for our game. <laughs> I was like, shit. Shit, he's they, fucking fit. <laughs> they've had no center forward for three weeks. Yeah. Now, now they have a center, forward. Have a center forward. I was yeah. sitting with my beer. I go, Sam, Sam, is that Vardy in the stands? <laughs> yeah. <Whew. laughs> yeah, lucky Excuse you. Excuse me, Jimmy Vardy, who is he again? I'm Jamie. sorry, is that Jamie fucking Vardy in the stands? Yeah. Whew. Lucky. I thought you were going to say number one overall pick in oh, the DU Fantasy football oh, yeah. draft, Jamie One more Vardy. time. Can I get a take three on that? Mm-hmm. Was that number DUFC number one draft pick, 
Jamie effing Vardy in the stands. I think we have all those titles covered. There we go. Um, I feel complete now. It actually wasn't a surprise to me that Villa won. I thought you all were more industrious, more dangerous. Timmy Um, Howard thought we were going to win. That's it. We got Uh, the Howard bump. Now, Barkley has added some much-needed balance to that midfield. You can't hone in on Grealish anymore. Grealish Correct. now has space. Grealish can now create more. This oh, is what Ezzy was supposed to do for Crystal Palace, and now Hodgson won't let them play. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, this is what happens when you take the shackles off and allow a team to play. Now, they also found somebody in Ali Watkins who has proven thus far that he can finish moves off. Mm-hmm. Right? So now they actually have a fucking chance. Yeah. And they're proving it by being the only team with a 100% record. They also seem to be the only team that remembers how to fucking defend. I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? <laughs> They're Slowly. the only team yeah. with a 100% record oh, in the league. Yeah. In, in the league, because in the country, they, they lost a match already. Correct. You know who hasn't lost a match yet? Who's that? Everton Football Club. Top of the table. By, Still by top an ar- of the table. By an armpit hair. <laughs> Still top of the table. By an armpit hair. Still top of the table. <laughs> uh, you cheated. I think there's uh, <laughs> there's only three or four teams, actually, that Look, have given Sam, up less than an average of two on, goals a hold game. Hold on, hold on, Sam, real quick. I just got to tell you this. <laughs> Don't be offended that VAR helps out teams at the top of the table. And that's what they do. They look out for the big clubs. And clearly, Everton's a big club. And the little club Literally, you're getting a little big for your britches <laughs> over there is what you're doing. Okay, um, go ahead. Two, two goals. <laughs> Surprise, you made it in a studio at the size of your head at the moment. <laughs> I think there are, seriously, there's only three or four teams that have given up uh, less than an average of two goals a game so far this season. Yeah, that's it. There was a good point brought up by uh, one of the Robbies and Tim Howard, and they think that uh, without the fans, attacking players are able to shrug off dumb shit faster. Mm-hmm. They have the freedom to attempt things without the risk of getting any shtick. So you're seeing more goals fly in because they're willing to just try stuff. Conversely, the defenders don't have the energy of the crowd to feed on and essentially get up for it is to stay switched on. And you're seeing a lot more lapses in concentration. Um, also, you don't know who's going to be there week to week because of COVID. People are getting injured because of the short break, this, that, the other compound everything we had our first nil nil of the season yeah and finally. we're five fucking weeks in yeah first nil and nil. I, I thought those were two very poignant pieces of information um that that uh came out of the desk on nbc this weekend well i'm gonna go ahead and pass your malord across to you as we go ahead and talk about your game because um there we go we just did <laughs> yeah there's nothing to talk about <laughs> um it was really not a uh i i went grocery shopping with the wife uh, while your game was on, and uh, I'm glad I did. When I went back and watched the highlights, I went glad I didn't sit my ass on the couch for two hours and watch this shit. There was there was one bit of scattered defending which gifted Raheem Sterling his goal. Yep, um, and it was a save, a, a, a good save by Bert Leno, but he parried it back into play as opposed to wide. Right, um, and defenders, big surprise, weren't covering, and Raheem Sterling was gifted a goal. Yep. Other than that. Chances were relatively even. City controlled the game possession-wise. They uh, always are, though. Right. But chances were relatively even, and it wasn't Aguero that scored. So I think we did a pretty damn good job, to be honest. And actually, there is a lot to say about this game, uh, most of which we went over on Soundcheck, which you can get. 
by subscribing to our Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash do you football show and sign up to one of three uh, very reasonably priced tiers. All right. Do your my Lord shot. I thought I'd get out of it with a good transition there. Mel Uh, didn't work. No, damn. Nope. It sure didn't. Bottoms up. So, uh, Whenever one of our clubs loses, you have to do a shot of Malort, which is like if earwax threw up. And what's really poignant is the uh, first time Sam had to do a shot, he was like, well, it's because we lost to the champions. We lost the champions. Um, so then the very next week, Mel played the champions. And how did you do, Mel? Um, I believe, let's see, you scored two points on Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool only scored two points on Villa, and we scored seven on their asses. Yeah, yeah. and then and then the the after the break we played them, and you know what we didn't do? We we didn't lose to them. So no, no, you just tied them, unlike Villa. That you know. Yeah, but but you know, you and I didn't lose. No, you know who did lose to uh, them? All I know is I'm no Malort Mel, and I'm no Malort Sam, and hmm. who's already doubled us in Malort shots already this season? Uh, Mr. Hey. Smells like Malort. Actually, doubling zero. Is zero, right. so you can't I say that. Do have a very real? You've done two. We've done none. Fuck you. <laughs> ha 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 ha. I do have a very real question. Yeah. How are we going to do Malort shots while he's on leave? Uh, we'll send. Ra- I'll just have to rack him up again. Well, now we'll send him. We'll, we'll we'll get a bottle up to him. Oh, that's, that's easy enough to do. Oh, great! I have I have a uh, I have and this I'll have open to post video evidence. I, I'm I have sure. this open bottle, and there's uh there's a bottle. Up. I'll just pour a little bit in there for him. Yeah. Perfect. Maybe Rob, maybe I can make Rob his proxy because he's a stupid gooner too when he that sits That would in. be excellent. Make, make Alan my proxy just because I hate his fucking guts. <laughs> it's time to tell you what the little we know it is prediction time. And I cut into that so quickly I didn't have my notes in front of me. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, but it was a brilliant pullout. It was a great <laughs> I was quick on the button. I just yeah. want you to know that I'm no editing that. So I'm the only one currently in the black. Uh, we'll get to Pat in just a moment. Kitty falls to one in four, and you are now down 43 bucks, Sam. So um, as you are about to fall into massive debt, what do you have for us? And also, what do you have for feeding the Storts, bah, Storts Spirect cup of losers? Uh, Chelsea fuck me and Leeds came on my face. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. And brilliant was written on it. Brilliant. There you go. Lovely. Fan fucking tastic. All right. So, what do you got this week? So, I have a humdinger. Uh, Everton to beat Southampton with Dominic Calvert Lewin to score. And uh, they gave me plus 265 on that one. Very nice. Um, very nice. Now, I would have been uh, a plus 510 if I added in the both teams to score option, uh, which was very tantalizing, but I did not do it. Uh, so, Everton to beat Southampton, DCL to score. Uh, at a plus 265. I say with Jordan Pickford in the net, it's a pretty safe bet that he probably will give up a goal. So, Yeah, but I, I just three-way parlay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I you might be risking a little yeah. too much I there. I can't start doing that again yet. All right. Yet being the operative word. <laughs> yes. So now that we got the new board and all the fun stuff and the bells and whistles and Mel gets to play around, we are changing it up with our boy. So uh, welcome, Pat, to the show, boys and girls. How you doing, Pat? Pretty good. How's it going? Excellent. What well, we still have to give you your intro, though. And now it's time for our degenerate gambling friend Pat's pick of the week. You're uh, not having to sell a mattress yet, are you? Because you seem to. Uh, I mean, sure, you, you you were fine this week, but you've been losing a lot there, killer. You you going to be all right? Oh yeah, I can't wait to to give all my picks for next week. 
Well, go go for it. The floor is yours, my friend. All right. Well, I made exactly zero dollars last week, uh, but damn, it was exciting. So this week, I'm going to do more of the same, multiple bets on the primetime games. I'm just going to run that right down the list because it's a lot. Go for uh, it. All are to win $100, so if it's a minus 140, that's what I'm risking. All right, start off. 100 on Man U at Chelsea, the pick em, minus 120. 100 on the draw, Man U at Chelsea, plus 240. 100 on the Wolves versus Newcastle, minus a half a goal, minus 140. 100 on the over, Wolves, Newcastle, two and a half goals, minus 115. And for shits and giggles, I'll take two bets on your all squads, too. 100 on Arsenal, minus a half, minus 117. And 100 on Everton, pick them, minus 140. So that's 732 I'm risking this weekend. Let the action begin. I like my bets. Have a great week. And always, fuck Chelsea. Yeah, fuck Chelsea. <laughs> Love it. Sammy, anything to add? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you a real quick question. Yeah, okay. Go for all it. All right. Um, all right. I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> I was ready for it. <laughs> Except for he was a little too slow on it. That's what happens when you are a Spurs supporter. Yeah. <laughs> you fuck things. I, I don't, I don't think he even heard. He was so, he was so excited to whip that bit out that, uh, that he didn't even hear me say, Hey, Sammy, you have anything to say? He was right, just like, yeah. he's like, no, no, I gotta do the bit. I gotta do the bit. I gotta hang up. I gotta do the bit. Hang up on him. I gotta do it. He's done it to me. I gotta do it to him. <laughs> That's funny. We uh, had similarly had a funny story told um, by my brother-in-law the other day. Uh, he was kind of a socially awkward kid mm-hmm. when he was growing up. And he said that he was he was the type that would be like, walk up and be like, hi, my name's Robbie. You want to be best friends? Ah, very that good. That was Pat doing that bit. It was like, ah, got to do the bit. Got to do the bit. Want to be part of the cool club. Ah. Uh, so, um... <laughs> Your boy is uh, up $290, took a swing, and I missed. Um, but I had the cash to go ahead and go for it. So for my Dort Spirect couple losers, I have took a chance and missed. Barkley eats crayons. So that's what I put in there. There you go. So what I needed was was Lester to also score, and I needed to be Ollie Watkins because I needed a draw with Ollie Watkins to score. So Big Sam's Lock of the Week. of the time, it works 100% of the time, Mr. Graham, and it's going to be right back up to 50% this week. I am taking two separate bets, both scorers. Um, The first one, I am going with Bruno Fernandes to score in the Chelsea Man United match at plus 195, which should be pretty easy. I would figure there's definitely going to be a penalty in that game. (laughs) And Dominic Calvert-Lewin to score in uh, the Everton-Southampton game at plus 123. You're only a hop, skip, and a jump away from the first one. Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I don't know. He missed one, so maybe Pogba might fancy himself the penalty taker again and take the ball away from him. We'll be there through the next international break. Yeah, exactly. Um, Now, that was a damn fine segment. But we here at the DU Football Show strive to give you more. We give you Kitty the Chicken. (laughs) Now, Kitty is on a four-bet slide and is really in need of a win, so I decided to give her Liverpool hosting Dublin. Now, uh, Kitty quickly hopped in the coop, pulled out her cell phone, and showed me an Instagram post of her at a socially distant picnic. Hashtag safety first, hashtag wear a mask. <laughs> With Brad Pitt, Liam Neeson, and Samuel L. Jackson. 
well, good on her, you know, going to the picnic, being socially distant. I mean, it's Brad Pitt. I'd want to be right next to him, right? You know? know. Go to Bob, motherfucker! Kitty is uh, a very responsible piece of poultry. Now, the trio are all huge Liverpool fans, so Kitty is clearly picking them to win on Saturday. And so that is the Kitty Report. And always, guys, please do remember to gamble legally and responsibly. And just quickly, if you uh, if you live in the state of Maryland and listen to us, uh, sports gambling is on the ballot this year. So make sure you turn up on November third if you feel comfortable. If not, request your mail in ballot and drop that off. Mm-hmm. So we can actually fucking make money <laughs> while we do this. Well, no, you could actually lose money. I'm going to make money. I promise. <laughs> you you keep saying that. All right, uh, this is our fantasy segment, isn't it? Uh, got blown out this week myself. Yeah, uh, Forty six to fourteen. Uh, going into the last 12 minutes or so of the Manchester United game, it was a resounding 8-6. to six. <laughs> uh, And then Marcus Rashford did his damnedest. Uh, and I think Aaron Juan Basaka uh, is part of Allen's uh, Carlos Brow. Uh, Kenny got destroyed by Elliott, uh, 49-22. to 22. Uh, Keith uh, picking up a win, 36-22 to 22 over Taylor. Thanks, Mel. Um Ray actually getting a win for a change, 26 to 20 over Chris Firecock. Hey, real quick, do you get the reference for uh, Taylor's new team name? I uh, didn't even look at it. Den Docker Need Food? Uh, no, I just got Den Docker Need dot dot dot. Okay, it's Den Docker Need Food. Badly. Why? No. Oh, sassy American girlfriend. <laughs> I have no idea. He has no idea. I'm, I'm watching like the look of just, <laughs> uh, you're hanging me out the dry Houston look yeah, on his I face. Taylor, no the fuck Taylor picked up Den Docker simply for the bit, not for <laughs> fantasy <laughs> points, nice. to do a fucking 16 Candles bit. Okay. You know, no more hanky my wanky. The donga need food. Padly. Nice. <laughs> that was Den Docker need food. Uh, unsurprisingly, <laughs> uh, I did not finish the lowest on points. Uh, with my 14, I finished second lowest. The lowest was Russ. Woo! <laughs> FC Mouth Breathers, uh, which he seems to be at fantasy talking about himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, losing to Alberto 25 to 13. Uh, Rob getting not necessarily blown out, but a, a comfortable win for JB. Uh, 42 to 28 over Rob. Uh, Sam narrowly edging out. Um, Smokey, 43 to 39. Because I am a fantasy god that knows how to work the waiver wires right. like a fucking well-oiled uh, machine. And then Lindsay almost doubling up. Dave uh, Gekko, 44 to 24. That leaves Allen in first with 100% record, 5-0. and Elliot in second, 401. Smokey, 401 in third. Lindsay up to fourth, 302. Big Sam, you're in fifth, 302. Only eight on the point differential there. Mm-hmm. Uh, big dunk. Uh, love train from Alberto at 3.02 as well. Uh, Ray at 3.02. Me at 3.02. Um, JB at 2.03. Rob at 2.03. Taylor at 2.03. Keith at 2.03. Kenny at 2.03. Uh, David at 1.04. Ouch. Uh, Chris at 1.04. And big surprise. But he did finally cross 100 points. <laughs> Russ at 0.0. zero. And five. Terribly unfortunate, my friend. Um, but thank you the, the world for the is, jokes. The world is right again. <laughs> I'm I'm in front of you in the table where I should be. On goal differential. Uh, Point differential, whatever it's called. Because, It'll be fine. Because my team scores points. 
Okay. Yours does I, not. Yours I, scored six. I have time. Okay. Like 14 at the end. Of Over the, the next month, I will have time to devote to this. <laughs> so it will be devoted and you will see it in my results. Yes, you'll be, you'll be up at two o'clock in the morning with a screaming baby, and you'll you'll make really really smart decisions at that time. And absolutely, day, I'm sure. that's when I make my best decisions. <laughs> um, yeah, some would say. <laughs> yeah, 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 some would say. I, I I know you pretty well. No, no, you don't. Not at all. <laughs> uh, about wraps it up, Sammy. Any parting words? Yeah. <coughs> Just took the last bit of that whiskey down. All those baking spices are getting me right in the back of the throat there. I remember my first. Sorry about that. Um, Yeah, so I will be gone for around about some month. I will still be sending in bets, of course, to make sure we stay active on that. I'll be contributing here and there, and I'll definitely be on the socials. Uh, I am 10 days out from my second daughter being born, and it is time that I need to just sit at the house and make sure the wife doesn't go into labor while she's alone. So I will not be here for a bit. Alan's going to try to cover for me. Rob's going to do a better job. Then Alan's going to be back again and suck. And then Rob's going to be here and do a better job once more. Um, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you stepping in uh, in my absence. Uh, but both of you, please remember that it ain't as good without me. I don't know. The soft, docile tones of Alan is pretty fucking... <laughs> he's he's a pimp Mac daddy on the mic. I just want to point out how progressive the DU football show is, giving you a month of paternity time. I know. My company made me save five vacation days. That's part of the reason I've been losing me shit. I've only had two weeks off this year. Mm-hmm. And they weren't really even off. No. To be weren't. honest. No, when I was in Ocean City, I had to work two of the three, two of the six days I was out there. Ugh. Uh, and then the other one was a staycation. No, no, the other one was us out of the oh, country. Oh, was us in England. And fucking COVID happened. That's right. Us, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck it was it was a great trip for the first four days. Yeah, it was a lovely and, trip for the first four days. And then it was coronavirus. This shit is real. <laughs> this shit is real. Uh, so yeah, so I'm off on paternity leave. Uh, but I, again, I'm stuck working a little bit, <laughs> if nothing else. Uh, so I will uh, miss you guys. I will see you guys later. And thank you very much for the support and well wishes. I will make sure I update the socials with loads and loads of pictures uh, of my child in a Arsenal onesie. Get stepping, you won't be missed. Uh, thank you very much for joining <laughs> us, boys and girls. Uh, next up is Injury Time, uh, where we preview the next week's uh, games, and we also uh, talk about the beers we've been drinking all night. Sammy, if you want to check out Injury Time, how do you do that? That's at www.patreon.com backslash Show. We have three tiers you can sign up to. Uh, a $1 tier, just thanks very much. A $5 tier where you get some extra content. And to receive the full amount of content, you will get uh, have to pay our $9 tier, uh, which uh, is only there because $10 is way too fucking much money. Way too much money. There Absolutely. You go. All right, boys and girls, we'll see you next week. Guten Nacht. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston! Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam! Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham! Snow the Lord! Look straight in shorts! Sam Graham! Sam Graham!
fucking new button.